0: Welcome to Library Life, the podcast where we talk about all things library and some things not. My name is Sheena. And my name is Jenna. And this episode we're talking about audiobooks.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week we're talking about audiobooks and we're going to structure the episode a little differently just kinda of wanted to have a conversation about it. So mm-hmm. we're gonna just talk about ten thoughts about audiobooks. They're related but separate. Yeah. So we're just, just simple. Gonna, yeah, we're it's just a gonna, conversation. Gonna bounce through some talking points. I thought about doing kind of more of like a researchy
0: episode.
1: Yeah. But you know, to yeah,
0: research like when did they come about? When do libraries, yeah.
1: Yeah, we talked about doing that, but I thought, you know what? People who are listening to this are probably library people who will do the research. <laughs> just as easily as I will. And yeah. I was, like, not going to go super hardcore. Master's level research. So, yeah. So I thought, let's just talk about audiobooks.
0: Our experience with audiobooks. Mm. What we think about them.
1: Yeah, we have a, I Both of us have a pretty big love of audiobooks, I'd mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I feel like you listen to audiobooks a little bit more than I do, but...
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. A uh, little plug at the beginning of the episode here. We did do an episode in season one with our friend Nathan. We've, like, plugged this so many times. <laughs> Where he talked about his experience with audiobooks. Yes. So if you're kind of interested in hearing somebody's journey from not being a real reader and mm-hmm. how audiobooks sort of brought them back. Yeah. You
0: should definitely listen to that go episode. listen
1: to that. Um, the episode is called "Interview with a Reluctant Reader." Mm-hmm. So, for sure, go ahead and listen to that. But I think we should just start. Yeah, let's <laughs> Go for it, we'll I still... always want to say, let's just jump right in, <laughs> but then I'm like, stop saying that. Everybody says that at the beginning of their like YouTube show, yeah, podcast, right. sermon, like everything. <laughs> let's just get right into it, guys.
0: Okay, well, but our... actually, let's get um, into yes, it. So let's actually get into it. And what's our first point? Thought, thought they're not sure. points,
1: they're thoughts.
0: Our first the thoughts. episode is
1: 10 thoughts about audiobooks.
0: All right, well, what's the first thought, Jenna? <laughs> okay,
1: the first thought is. Audiobooks are having a moment.
0: Yeah, they really are. I have definitely listened to a lot more audiobooks the past couple of years than I have in my whole life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that audiobooks have
1: really been on the rise over the 2010s, especially. Mm-hmm. It feels weird being like the 2010s. I know. Right now we're in the 2020s. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think they have had a big uh, uptake. Yeah, I in think listening. with the
0: the rise of like MP3. And before, like Mm
1: -hmm. the different formats Mm -hmm. of audiobooks, people they're more accessible, which I do want to talk about. But that's my next thought. Okay. Let's let's linger (laughs) on audiobooks on the rise. So I have this stat I want to share with you. It was a survey that was done by the Pew Research Center. It's an American survey, but I would imagine the numbers are very similar Mm -hmm. in, uh, in Canadian with Canadians. So it's looking at the percentage of people who have listened said they listened to an audiobook. In the last 12 months. hmm So in 2011, it was at 11%. And it slowly grew. So by 2019, 20%, like it had grown by 10% over wow. those 10 years of people who had said they had listened to an audiobook in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, just when I was a teenager and stuff, I don't really remember people being listening to audiobooks.
0: I don't remember it either. Like, maybe I can maybe think of, like, maybe a family that would listen to it on that, like, a road trip. or like mm-hmm. a, Yeah. You, it it, it'd be, like, an occasional thing, one. right? Like, not yeah. like an everyday yeah,
1: yeah, thing. Yeah. And I was friends with a lot of big readers, too. Mm-hmm. But I never remember talking about that with anybody. I think part of the reason why it's kind of, becoming so big today is the idea of the productivity movement. Yeah. And that's something, like, I really like. The productivity stuff. I like watching the videos. Um, one of my favorite, like, minimalist slash productivity guys, his name is Matt DiAvella. He's got a YouTube channel. Okay. Really great content. Makes really good stuff about productivity. Anyways, um, the whole point of that is that it's super big right now to be like, make the most of your time. Time yes, management. yes.
0: You kind of have to fill... Your days, you can't have any, like, wasted time. It's-
1: well, I think it's partially that, but I also think that it's with social media and, like, yeah. so much time on your phone. And I think we're becoming more aware of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know a lot of phones have, will show you, like, your screen time. Yeah. And how much time you spend on your phone. So, I think we're at the point where, like, we, when we first, cell phones first came into being with social media and all that, it was super exciting. Yes. And everyone was super engaged and it was a novelty but now that we've had it for a while now, it's kind of like, okay, well, look at all the damage it's doing to us by being on our phones yeah. all the time and, like, how much time we waste, like, on the internet and social media and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the productivity stuff is kind of, like, the pushback against that.
0: Yeah, I could, yeah, I guess. And I feel like a lot of people are, who maybe feel like they might be too busy to read or turning audiobooks to audiobooks mm-hmm. too. Yeah. To get back to it.
1: Well, and I wrote this term down in my notes here, like, redeeming time. Okay. So that's something that, like, I've thought a lot about. It's the idea that even though you're doing something menial, you yeah. can redeem the time by, like, listening to an audiobook or a podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, like, this is going to sound hokey, but, like, meditating on a certain thought or, like, using your your brain power, like, you know. Yeah. Like, thinking about a, a problem you need to solve at work or you know, a creative problem or something like that. So I think this whole idea of, like, we gotta make the most of every minute of the day and we gotta, like, stop wasting time and all that stuff goes into why audiobooks are so popular. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I just think that it's also, for people who say they may not, like, enjoy the aspect of reading, this uh-huh. is a good alternative.
1: yeah. Like, people who are, like, just can't focus on the the pages. Yeah. And I think, I think that's kind of why it's, it's become so popular right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, too, people think books and they think, like, books is, like, a higher form of, a more pure in form of entertainment than, like, watching TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, refreshing after being on your phone and and social media and stuff for so long. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's kind of my, my, like little cultural take <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on why audiobooks, so. I think, are on the upswing.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially since there's a lot of audiobooks that are, like, nonfiction. hmm Because mm-hmm. you know how you have a, like, certain set of people who are, like, ah, oh, I listen to, like, you know, Seth Godin audiobooks are yeah. these super, like, business ones or the nonfiction ones, basically. Yes. So, anyways, that's why I kind of think audiobooks are having a moment. And I want to, like, transition this thought into what you brought up earlier <laughs> into <laughs> thought number Two. Dude. Which is, audiobooks are more accessible than ever.
0: Yes, they truly are. I feel like you no longer have to go to, like, the library or purchase, like, 16 to 20 discs mm-hmm. to, to have an audiobook and then lug that thing around with you, like...
1: Yeah, I think that the whole development of apps yeah. has been, like, also what's brought audiobooks to
0: the forefront because mm-hmm. it's so accessible, right? It truly is. And then you can access it through your phone, through your tablet, through your computer now. Yeah, like you don't through have to Overdrive have or yeah. whatever or... software
1: you use. And like you were saying, the CDs are bulky. Yeah, I remember, like, when I first started getting into audiobooks was when I still had an iPod Nano.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I had a phone yet or not.
0: I don't think you did.
1: I can't remember. But I would... I would, like, take the CDs out from the library. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. R- rip them. Is that the right word? <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess. Export I would, like, them or whatever. Yeah, I would
1: use, like, the, like, super old OverDrive software to transport... Transport? Um, what's the word <laughs> i looking for? Transport? What is the word where you put a file on another thing? Export. Transfer. Transfer. Oh, my
0: goodness. Wow.
1: I would transfer the, uh, like, the files from... I Well, hang on. I'm, like, getting all my software Yeah, you... no, no, no.
0: no. You said you just said you took out like I would take these from the library. (laughs) And put
1: them in my iTunes library and put them on my iPod. Yes. I would also use like the old school overdrive software to download audiobooks when they were first starting like the overdrive thing and transfer them onto my iPod that way. Yeah. Anyways, they're all my iPod nano, but that was like such a labor of love. If you had like a bunch like thirty two discs or something like that. Yeah, it'd take forever. And then you'd have to like link all the tracks. So they would, like, yeah. go with one track, not, like, not, like, ten tracks, and then it would shuffle play them. I remember one time I was listening to Terrier by Tamar Pierce, yeah. and there was, like, a death scene, and my iPod shuffled the track. No. so I heard the death scene out no. of sequence. Anyways, all that to say that technology has come a long way <laughs> yes, with audiobooks. Is. And I think that's also why people are like, oh, I'm willing to give this a try because it's just a few taps of my finger. Yeah,
0: I can download the free app and just Mm -hmm. away I go. Mm
1: -hmm. I also think, too, that it's like people are realizing it's not just for people who are hearing impaired.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like what a lot of thought of them. And plus, audiobooks used to to be really expensive. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like they still are to some degree, but not as expensive as they used to be. Right, right.
1: Um, The other thing, too, that I wanted to talk about under this kind of thought of accessibility is that there's a lot of, like, open-source free audiobooks that are available on the internet. Yeah. So I wrote down, like, the one that I used when I was in university, and I had to read a lot of classic books that were open-source, or, um, Yeah, the
0: classics are often, like,
1: They weren't under copyright anymore. Yeah. And it's called Liverbox. Have you ever oh. listened to one on there? No. So it's basically, like, a... I guess organization is the right word for it. But it's all books that are read by volunteers. Okay. And like I said, they're all That's books cool. that are under copyright. So I think when I was in university, I listened to King Solomon's Minds. Okay. And it's, but the thing is, you got a range of quality.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially if it's on volunteer base.
1: Yeah, so some of them are really good. Some of them are just okay. But they're yeah. free and like you can download them and you don't have to wait in line at the library or anything like that. So I think those are on the rise. Yeah. But the other thing I want to talk about—have you heard of this? It's called Blinkist. No. It's an app. A lot of like these productivity YouTubers that I watch, yeah, are sponsored by this. Okay. And um, it's basically an app where nonfiction books are summarized, and you listen to them. Oh. So, like they'll be like. So it's like a bridge. Yeah, um, but like I don't even—I like don't even abridged. think you could use the word a bridge. It's so so far past that. Yeah. For example. Like, was a super non super popular nonfiction book
0: talking to strangers by malcolm Gladwell.
1: okay yeah so it would be like a 20 minute long um recording okay and it'd be like here's the main points of the book huh how
0: do you feel about that i kind of i feel like that's kind of a waste of time like i feel like you could just read a summary of the book online
1: i know I'm like very mixed on this when I first saw it I was like what is this I was like this is ridiculous but then I was like well like I kind of get the idea like you know how there's like super popular books you're like I should read that but you know you're you're never going to yep but I'm also like you could just like you said read a review
0: but yeah, I guess this is, like, a the summary, audio, like, the audio
1: piece to it. But the thing that guess is, like, you have to pay for this. Ew.
0: It's, like, Audible or anything like that. So you're paying for just, like, a 20-minute recording of, uh-huh. like, someone...
1: Yeah. Well, at first, too, I thought that they were doing... They only do nonfiction books. I thought they were doing fiction books as well. And I'm like, okay, for fiction, you certainly can't do that. No. Because there's so many layers of fiction and, like, literary devices and the way it's written plays into how the story is told. You can't yeah. just be like, here's the summary and get the... The main feel of it, with not you kind of, yeah, I can you kind of see that, but I, I'm just, I've had very mixed feelings on it. I have heard though that some people will listen to the summaries and then they'll be, like, okay, that was like, I'm gonna read the actual book now.
0: Okay, like I get it, like I understand like the concept of it is to like, especially if you're using not a free service, like that makes sense to me that you would wanna.
1: Like, kind of preview your book.
0: Yeah, even though you're still paying for the preview, but...
1: I just feel like, why don't you just read the flap?
0: I know, that's what I mean. Like, why don't you just read the flap of it or, like...
1: Or the back or whatever.
0: (sighs) Yeah, that's interesting.
1: I don't know. If you have thoughts on this Blinkist app, or if you have tried it, you should totally tell us how it is. Because I'm definitely not going to try it because I'm not paying for it. No. But I'm, like, kind of intrigued, but I also feel like it's kind of lazy. Uh Uh-huh. Either read the book or don't read it. Yeah, so, I I I don't know. I'm I'm like mixed. You could conv- you could sway me either way on this one, I but I did have to bring it up because like under that whole apps development thing, I thought oh we got to talk about like yeah. this Blinkist thing.
0: Oh, the next thought is very important when you're listening to audiobooks. The narrator, I feel like the narrator really makes or breaks mm-hmm. an audiobook experience.
1: Narrators matter.
0: Oh, do they ever?
1: <laughs> what makes a good narrator?
0: For me, it's... They had to have, like, a pleasing-sounding voice. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, I don't want to listen to a voice that's, like, like either irritating or... High-pitched. High-pitched, or... You know, I feel like it has. they have to have a good rhythm.
1: Right. A good, where, like, cadence. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. For sure. And I also enjoy, like, if I'm... Especially if I'm reading, like, a... Like a fiction reading, listening uh-huh. to a fiction one. I sometimes enjoy it if they have like different voices for different characters. Yeah,
1: I wrote that too. That like there has to be a way to differentiate the characters, the characters. especially if there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, and there's not a lot of dialogue tags.
0: Uh, and also, uh, it's important to me too if it's like like a male narrator reading a female
1: uh-huh.
0: point that he that they don't make it sound too ridiculous.
1: Yeah. There has to be a way to make it different, but not yeah. like, hello. Yeah. She's, like, yeah, hello, she said.
0: Yeah. Hello, she said. Like, <laughs> I know.
1: You can't do that. It has to be done well.
0: Yeah. Um, but I've also listened to a couple of audiobooks where um, I'll, I'll talk more about it when we talk about our favorite ones, where they've had the accent from the, where the characters are from. Uh-huh. And like, I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. I really like it when the voice portrays who the the point of view character is yeah like when i read moon of the crested snow mm, yeah. are you listening to that one yeah yeah. am um the actor was like indigenous and you could hear it in his voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it really brought the story to life mm-hmm. so i think the narrator can like make or break that right yeah i also think it matters like how the narrator is edited like, yeah sound edited because you know how sometimes there's like and like and yeah. like, there's some like hard, like hi hat type sounds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like where you need like, if it's not edited properly, it, I, you can't stop thinking about how every time they say a certain syllable, yeah, comes. In, I like, think another ear. thing
0: that I'm just now remembering that, um, my coworker Michael, shout out to Michael, <laughs> um, he was telling me that when he was listening to one of the Anne of Green Gables books on audiobook, do so you know where Anne is from? Avonlea. Oh, I narrator, think I listened to that same one. The narrator one. was like, evenly. Yes, I definitely
1: listened to that version of it. Because every time I said it, I'd be like, evenly. I'd correct my out loud. Because <laughs> you know they can hear me. Yeah.
0: So Yeah, yeah that like, really bugged me too. It's important that you make sure the narrator is saying words properly. Uh-huh. Or like how people would
1: say it. Would say it. Mm,
0: I was also listening to
1: Kitchens of the Great Midwest. And it's just like a regular fiction book. It's not like a religious book or anything yeah. like that, but there was some Bible quotes in it from like First Corinthians, whatever. Yeah. and the and uh, the narrator said One Corinthians, ew, ew, and I'm like, you can tell this person has never yeah. talked about anything related to the Bible in their life because no one says One Corinthians first. Yeah, everyone Corinthians, says First or like you know First and Second Peter, like whatever. Yeah. Those are all First, they're not One. This so that was one of those things that I was like, Ugh, do your research. Yeah. So, but I do, like, acknowledge that narrator's put a ton of effort
0: in. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be a ton of work. Cause it's have you like... seen that video? video? Where it,
1: like, shows the narrator preparing a book for no. an audiobook. Oh, I'll send it to you. And we'll tweet it out so you guys can watch it, too. If I can find it. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure it was, like, a Vox video. Yeah. On YouTube. Well, because if you think about it, it's not like they're doing this all-in-one sitting. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, be able to
1: carry the tone and be like consistent yeah
0: yeah and like have the same like either accent or the same like style of yeah voice for a character
1: yeah yeah i like i totally admire people who do that for their job yes it took me a long time to get over feeling like my voice was super annoying for the podcast yeah so i can't even imagine doing a whole audiobook like if any of my books that I am to write. (laughs) I get turned into audiobooks. I will never be the one reading the audiobook. Yeah. Okay. The next point I want to talk on is you brought it up favorite audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And then right after this, we're going to talk about our least favorite audiobooks. Yes. So, what are some of your favorite audiobooks? And I'm not, we're not talking about like favorite books in terms of content, but like audiobooks that stand out from like production value.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, I was trying to. find to remember what the title of this one is so this is not going to be very helpful but i think it was the first audiobook that i had ever listened to and i think it was one that you told me to to listen to and i all i remember about this book is that it was set in space and it was like
1: oh is it um the one with the girl and the guy on the cover and her yeah, dress yeah, is yeah, green. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That oh one. these something i'll look it up while you're talking um
0: yeah so and it was the first audiobook i had maybe ever listened to and it was so cool because there was three different narrators. Yeah. So it was, like, it was a boy and a girl, and then it was, like, an officer. And it was kind of told between the boys' and the girls' perspective. So, like, whenever it was, like, the girl was, like, a female narrator, and the boy was a male narrator. I really think you have to do that if you yeah. have, like, the split perspective like that. Um. Yeah, I just couldn't remember which one it was. So I – that was the first one I listened to, and I really – it was a good introduction to audiobooks because it was very cool. The other one that comes to mind that I really enjoyed, it is actually a series by Maggie Steve Fist. I can never Stife. say. Steve
1: Fader. Yes,
0: that one. I um, think that's how you say it. The Raven Boys.
1: These Broken Stars. Yes,
0: These Broken Stars. By
1: Amy Kaufman and yeah. Megan Spooner. Yep. Those are the one. That's the first one she's talking about.
0: Yeah, the other one, The Raven Boys.
1: I think I might have listened to that on audiobook too. I've definitely read it.
0: Yeah, so I've listened to it, and I remember at first not liking the narrator Uh because I was like, he speaks too slowly, and he has this like kind of.
1: That's the other thing the pacing. And it
0: was also like he had his accent was very like hick to me, like deep south, like a yeah. And then I finally clued into me that this takes place in Georgia.
1: Yeah. And he's speaking
0: with, like, a Georgian accent. The way it's supposed to the be. The way it's supposed to be. And then I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and you got over it. And I got over it. Um, I do have another one, but I don't want to... If you want to share some of yours, then I can...
1: Sure. One of the ones I always... Is a go-to for me when people say they want to start listening to audiobooks yeah. and they're not really sure where to start. I always suggest Crazy Rich Asians. by oh, yes. like Kevin Kwan. Because it's... First of all, it's just a popular book. And people are like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll read that. It's popular as a movie. It's a good book to recommend anyways. But the audiobook was so funny. Like, the production value, I think, added to the humor of the book. Because there's a lot of, like, these petty Mm -hmm. ladies. And the accents were done perfectly. And, like, just the shrill way they would talk was so funny and so well performed. And the other thing in that book is that they'll do, like, the English and the Chinese. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they're talking in Chinese, they would do, like, a foot... I, I haven't read the paper copy, but one of my friends told me they do, like, a footnote at the bottom. Okay, yeah, 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 Where it says the translation. But in the audiobook, what they did is they would just do the Chinese, and then they would say the English right after. Mm. And at first, I didn't notice, but then I started to notice. And they don't do it all the time. It's just, like, yeah. for little phrases that are kind of, like, um, they're part of their slang. Mm-hmm. And then I finally realized, okay, they're definitely repeating this stuff twice. Because there's no way the characters would be doing this. Yeah. But it's just super good. Like, that added to it for me. And just, that it's just a great, it's fun, it's super fun to read. Mm-hmm. And then that, on top of it, brings it to life. Yeah. And I think, too, for people who are hesitant to, like, read books that have, like, international settings or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Which, Audio I mean, obviously, like, you should get over that, but... Yes.
0: <laughs> Diversity uh, and books matter a lot.
1: Well, and, too, there's just so many good books out yeah. there if you are willing to go beyond just North American stuff. So this is a good entry point for people. Because mm-hmm. it, it's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it hel- It helps you get over some of those barriers you might have. Yeah. The other one I wanted to talk about was the Flavia DeLuce series by Alan Bradley.
0: Okay.
1: I've just started listening to those recently, in the past few months. The reason why I wanted to bring it up was because I don't think I would enjoy the books as much without the narrator. Oh, okay. Because if you know the series, Flavia is like a little girl detective and she's living in like the 50s in England. Okay. And she's mischievous. She's kind of got that like Sherlock Holmesy type personality, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. where it's like... A little like it's like a, a little borderline, un- a like, little unfeeling, but yeah. really does care about people. But it's kind of socially awkward and extremely smart. Yeah. So, she has this mischief, and the way the narrator does it, like just the tones and the inflections, mm-hmm. make something that if I read it in a text, I'd be like, okay. But with the way she yeah. performs it, I'm like, oh, Flavia, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, it like yeah. makes me laugh and smile because she'll be like you know she'll be like i left it for her (laughs) like she doesn't even laugh but you know what i mean like yeah yeah so that makes it so much better and i don't think i'd be as amused by it if it was just if you were reading it yeah so that those are kind of the two that i hit on and i think the next thing i want to talk about is our least favorite audiobooks
0: i do have one more to talk about but i've kind of already talked about it on the podcast so i will mention it what is it very briefly um, the Bear and the my- the Nightingale. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. You talked about this one. I couldn't... I'm sorry. I couldn't get into that. That's okay. I'll come I... back to it at an po- another point in my life.
0: Yeah, that's really fine. I just think that if I had read the first book and not listened to it, I would have been a little bit lost, especially with the name, Russian names and the Russian towns. Yeah,
1: I do like it when it's like you can understand the pronunciation. Yeah. And then when you're talking to people, you're like, um, actually, the name Maybe said was... this way. Because I listened to the, the audiobook. Stuff, <laughs> <map>. <laughs> or
0: like, yeah. Yeah. So do recommend. All right, least least favorites. favorites.
1: Do you have any least favorites? I know you're struggling to come up with some. I mean, nothing really like sticks out. That's okay. The ones
0: that I can think of are only just because I wasn't interested in the story. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with like the narrator. It was just like either the the plot wasn't what grabbed me, or yeah, just like any reason why you wouldn't read a book. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, this narrator was just so awful Mm -hmm. that I just Mm -hmm. turned me off. But I'm sure you have some. I do.
1: I do. The one I want to talk about is the Soulless series by Gail oh, yeah, Carri- read that. Is it Carringer? Is I it like think a soft so. G or Carringer? I'm Cariger? not sure, but it's the Soulless series. I like that series. I did too. I read the books. I think I actually read them on your and I tried to listen to one of them on audiobook, and the narrator made the main character sound so stupid Ew. and like flighty. It just ruined it. I couldn't. I couldn't get used to it. Yeah, like it was kind of like. Darling, blah, blah, blah. Like, Ew. And I just—I'm sure it wasn't like that, but, you know <laughs> that's kind of what I remember it being. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And I just couldn't like it was making it ridiculous for me, mm-hmm. so I had to stop with that one. The other one that I wanted to talk about was Lincoln in the Bardo. Lincoln in the Bardo. Okay. I forget who it's by. A friend of mine had recommended it. Yeah. And it sounded really great, like something I'd really enjoy. I started listening to the audiobook, and I just, the way the book is set up, because I, it has, like, newspaper articles in it, oh, and yeah, yeah. extra textual things, if you will, Yeah. that are, like, the author's made up, but still, they, they appear, like, yes, yes. extra things, and it was just too hard to, like, listen oh, to, to the audiobook it. and yeah. follow all the sections. Mm-hmm. I feel like books that have a more... Like the structure matters, or like yeah, more the more or whatever. Yeah, you kind of can't do them an audiobook without having a look at the, the physical book. Mm-hmm. So that was one of them that I'm like, ugh, I've tried it a couple times, and I'm like, I gotta read this in print. Just, just couldn't do it. Yeah, those are kind of the two ones, and they kind of cover the two reasons why I don't like something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I have really low standards. So people are like, I hated that narrator, and I'm like, oh, I didn't notice. Like,
0: it yeah, was fine same. as long
1: as it's not like making the character sound like something they're not. I feel
0: like as long as the narrator isn't taking me out of the yeah. of the story, then it's fine yeah. with me.
1: Yeah, I agree. With that being said, let's, uh, we got our five points. Let's yeah. go ahead let's do and reading. do our reading break. Reading and then we'll do our next five. Yeah. yeah.
0: Reading, reading break. break! The book I am listening to right now is Moon of the Crested Snow by, if I can say this name correctly, Wabgesh, Wabgeshig Rice.
1: Are you sure that's it? I don't think
0: that's I did it, butchered that name horribly.
1: How do you spell it? It's right there. I will look it up for you. <laughs> you
0: would not. Yes. About it. Um, so, this is a book about uh, indigenous community, Anishinaabe community in uh, the north. Anyways, and it's basically, they kind of go dark. So, like, they lose cell service and internet access, and they kind of have to learn how to live off of the land, and it's a little bit post-apocalyptic.
1: Not, you know, they're not having apoplexy.
0: Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Yes. (laughs) That word that I cannot say properly. Um, I'm not too far into it. I'm just kind of getting to the point where they're kind of starting to realize that something's wrong. Because they're, like, used to, like, cell service cutting out or, like, um, losing the satellite or anything like that. But now that it's, like, happening with everyone and, like, everything. Yeah. But the narrator's great. I I think you mentioned it already. Yeah. Um, I don't
1: know if I talked about when I read this book on the podcast or not. but I, I think already, you did. I really enjoyed it. I actually thought the ending was a little anticlimactic. Well, I haven't got there yet, so. I'm it's... not spoiling it. I'm just saying. But I did, I enjoyed it, like, enough that it didn't really bother me that much. Yeah. Okay, so I just looked up how to say his name. This is a little clip from the interview I just found on YouTube. Honey, my
0: name is Wabgish Race. I'm an author. Wabgishik. Wow, I butchered that horribly.
1: <laughs> I think that's how you say it. It's really important to me. It's really important to me to try to get people's names right. Mm-hmm. But I acknowledge I fail many times.
0: So do recommend the book. The narrator, I believe, is actually like native, because his name is Bill Billy Marasty. Yeah, he
1: is. I looked him up when I read it. Um, to see
0: who he was. He definitely has that, like, native accent. Yeah. Which kind of is really cool when you're listening to the story, because it's how these people actually speak.
1: Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. It had a really good flavor.
0: hmm
1: Okay. All right, Jenna, what are you
0: currently reading slash listening to?
1: In the theme of the podcast, I'll tell you what I'm listening to. I am listening to Station Eleven.
0: Oh! Again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends on Goodreads, I, like was listening to this audiobook and that my loan ran out for it from the library so i wrote it in my little update on goodreads i just said oh i had to return this so like didn't finish but i'll come back to it and he was like really try hard to to finish it like together because something to be appreciated is one piece not as two separate so i saw it was available and i was like oh great i'm gonna listen to it again so now I'm about halfway through it's really good i like wish i would have read it earlier Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. It's apocalyptic too. Post apocalyptic. Wow.
0: So we're both reading the same genre. for once. <laughs> uh, to
1: be honest, I'm like kind of need to give these types of books a break with like the whole coronavirus <laughs> thing. Because all yeah. I think about is like, whoa, what if I like, what if this like ends the world with the coronavirus? Like, yeah. I definitely don't have enough stuff stocked. Oh like, maybe I should buy some bottled water, even though I'm like, I hate bottled water. Like, I feel like it's such a bad for the so bad for the environment. But anyways, so I have had some doomsday prepper thoughts because of this reading pattern of okay. <laughs> late. But I'm also finishing up Air... I want to say Air Fire. I read that one like three or four books ago. Uh, Kingdom of Ash. Oh, yes. That's the last yeah, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. By Sarah J. Moss. Mm-hmm. Finishing up the Throne of Glass series. The last book is like over 900 pages. I know. It's very long. But I'm really enjoying it. It's such a page turner that I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. So... That's Kind of what I'm doing. I listened to North myth, North, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman on audiobook, yeah. Last week, it was good. Neil Gaiman is just one of those authors that I want to like him more yeah, than yeah, I yeah. do, <laughs> you know. I really respect him as a person and as a, a writer, but um. But yeah it was good No, I was this was the right type of thing for him to write yeah it's just it's like the mess mm-hmm. like it's nothing like crazy but he does a good job with the what it, with what it is good it didn't move me on like a spiritual level but it uh,
0: entertained you
1: oh yeah and it was like kind of cool to hear the mess yeah so
0: that's All kind right.
1: of what i've been up to with my reading the last few weeks well let's get back to talking about audiobooks let number six is a hot topic mm-hmm. to do with audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Is listening, quote unquote, real reading? Oh yes, we've talked about this for sure. Yes, on we the have. <laughs> I have like berated people about it. <laughs> my opinion is real reading. Yes, it agreed. counts. You can put it on your. One of my friends is like, "Can you put it on your Goodreads challenge if you listen to an audiobook?" <laughs> yeah, you can. And I was like, "Yeah, you dummy." <laughs> You definitely can. I do. (laughs) I think I listened to 29 audiobooks last year. (laughs) Oh, that's impressive, Jenna. (laughs) I know. But Um. there is something, though, interesting that I wanted to add to this conversation. Mm -hmm. That I was reading an article on Psychology Today. Ooh. You know, super (laughs) academic stuff there. But it was an interesting point because the author said reading is something you do And listening to an audiobook is something that happens to you. Oh. Whereas like reading requires like reading a physical book. Yeah. Requires you to be engaged with it. Like you have to like look at each word Word, and like move your eyes across the
0: page. Physically turn pages. When you
1: listen to it, you can it just keeps coming, whether you like are putting on the effort or not.
0: It's more passive.
1: It's more passive for sure. I just thought Mm. that was like an interesting thought.
0: Yeah, that is it's True. um, But I think when you actually, like, what does reading mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're, in, you're in taking information or your, like, knowledge is coming at you. I don't know. You're experiencing you're a story. You're experiencing a story. And either, like...
1: Kind of depends what your motivation is, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm reading as a writer... Yeah. I'm... I need to read real books because I need to look at how the words look out on the page... Yes. How does the punctuation function? Like to appreciate the structure, I think mm-hmm. you need to probably read the physical book, but to just take in the themes and the stories and the the message, if you will. Yeah, audiobook is perfectly fine. I don't think
0: one is superior over the other,
1: which I think is where people often go. I agree, and like they just offer different
0: things. I think where my mind goes with that is, because I work with kids. Yeah, um, is oftentimes. Like you read to a kid, and you and then parents will say, "Well, we read this together." Yeah. Even though, like, no, the child didn't read the book because yeah. the child can, but they were present and engaged and yeah, actively like listening.
1: And I also saw another article where they talked about audiobooks as like a more of a social experience mm-hmm. because you're hearing voices and you're hearing all the in- inflections and stuff. Yeah. Whereas reading a physical book is more of like an internal experience because you have to fill in the gaps thinking more and you can go at your own pace
0: yeah i would agree with that
1: so i just think they offer different things i think so too i don't
0: but i don't think and i also i think
1: it's i think it is also really rude or maybe rude is the right word insensitive to discount people who can only listen to audiobooks yeah and be like well you're not a real reader like how would you feel like if you like you know had like a vision impairment of some Mm -hmm. sort or like you couldn't hold a book physically in your hands yeah whatever or you're reason. dyslexic or you have yeah. some other i just i i yeah I, I just don't think that you should be going around saying audiobooks isn't real reading
0: yeah and so. one, one is not superior to the other
1: yeah just equal separate it is but it is yeah separate but equal yeah the next thing i want to talk about is like much lighter my next <laughs> thought number seven is takes a big departure from that some people listen to audiobooks sped up. That's my
0: coworker, my coworker does this. I come, I come into her Crazy workroom talk. and if she's the only one back there, she's like, she listens to her audiobook, and she listens to it at one point five speed. Uh. And they're like, and I'm like, how are you intaking that? And she, she told me that she had to work up to it, but now that she's used to it, that's the only way that she could listen to it.
1: One of my friends does that it's insane okay let me this is playing i'm gonna play you a clip from my audiobook at two times the speed this is what it sounds like see that and he said you know
0: what's pretentious your hair and he wasn't trying to be mean but in the morning i made breakfast for-
1: like come on that's like squirrels <laughs> it is like i understand what they're saying but there's no enjoyment for that no i have a friend who does that too she's like oh i just listen to them faster and i'm like what I just think it's crazy, and I thought we had to talk about that for a minute. because it's,
0: it's insane.
1: Let us know if you listen to them on speed. I will say the only time I did it is I was listening to one of those Anakin Cable books. Oh, yeah. Same one where they pronounced Avonlea wrong. I think it was on Hoopla. And it was so, the narrator was so slow, I had to speed it up. So I think I put yeah. it at, like, 1.25.
0: I think I might have done it for one. But that, that is not regular you. for me.
1: I think pacing is a choice. Yeah. Don't mess with it. Yeah. I just think it's insane. It makes me crazy to hear people (laughs) doing that. So anyways, thought number eight, (laughs) what is your favorite activity to do while listening to an audio book? Or perhaps what's the activity you do the most?
0: I think for me, it's probably commuting to work. Yeah. Because you take public transit. Yeah. Hmm. So I like that I can start the audio book as I walk out the door and then like turn it off when I get to my desk at work.
1: It's redeeming your time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of audiobooks when I was taking public transit as well. Uh-huh. I don't bother when I'm driving in the city because I'm not going to, like, plug my phone in and turn it on to listen to, like, five or ten minutes of an audiobook. Yeah. But, so I would say I listen, actually, this is kind of shameful, but <laughs> I listen the most when I'm playing Sims <laughs> on the computer. You can tell that if I listen to a ton of audiobooks really fast, it's because I've been playing Sims. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I go through phases where I don't play the game for months and months and months, and then I'm like, oh my goodness, i got to build this. (laughs) Like, right now I'm building houses based on the IKEA 2020
0: catalog. (gasps) Oh, Jenna.
1: (laughs) And it's like, just, like, there's no value in it other than enjoyment, and I'll listen to my audiobook while I play, so I, like, might play for two hours, and that's two hours of an audiobook. Yeah. So, that's probably, like, what, I, what I've been listening to most. But I also listen, like, when I'm doing housework. and yes, yeah, same. I have these wireless headphones yes. I got for Christmas. So, I can, like, put my phone down and walk all around the apartment and, like, listen while I'm vacuuming, one's loud. Yeah. So, that's, that's super nice.
0: All right. What's our next point? Thought
1: number nine is print or audio. If you had to pick one, mm. like, we're talking, like, Desert Island sort okay. of situation. You could only have one type of book for the rest of your life. Would you pick print books or would you pick
0: audiobooks? I think I would pick print. I thought long and
1: hard about this. (laughs) And by long and hard, I mean for, like, a second. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would pick print, too, as well. I love audiobooks, though. I really do. Like, I can't imagine my reading life without them. But I I read print books for years before I picked up an audiobook. Like, I think the first time I listened to an audiobook... It was actually on cassettes. At oh, the library. Yes. It was a Judy Blume book. I remember that. Like, I would just lay in my bed and listen to it on my little cassette player. Yeah. But I read physical books way before that. And I would say I read
0: more physical books than audiobooks every year. I would agree that I oftentimes will read, like, print books more than I will listen to audiobooks. Yeah. Like, that's... I, I would probably say... I listen to an audiobook, like, one to every five or six books.
1: I think I'm about, sometimes I'm half and half. Sometimes I'm more like Mm 60-40. It just depends how quick I'm reading. If I'm reading a good book in print, then I can zoom through it. But I can listen to audiobooks faster than I can read books. I
0: think the reason why, for me, is that I can... Read much quicker than I can listen to an audiobook. I can
1: definitely read faster than an audiobook, but I don't read as fast as you for sure. Yeah. So, okay. The final thought that I wanted to talk about was it's just a fun one. Yes. Okay. What is the longest audiobook you've ever listened to?
0: Oh, yeah, Jenna asked me this question before we started recording, and I was like, I honestly don't know. I can remember, like, maybe, like, a time, but I can't remember this specific book. I think I've done, uh, like, I know, I'm pulling, like, a U from the last time where you couldn't remember the <laughs> title of a book that she was reading.
1: And I did the same thing the next day when we were talking yes. about that book. Oh,
0: so awful. Anyways. I just can't remember,
1: because I just read, the, I can tell you all about the content, I can usually remember who the author is.
0: But they have the title of the book at the top of each page. I don't look at that. I just read the book. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Uh, Anyways, I think the longest I've listened to an audiobook has been 16 hours. But I can't remember which one it was.
1: <laughs> Jenna, what's the
0: longest I'm sure you've listened to one. this? Well,
1: I made this question up because so, I wanted to talk about what I've listened to, obviously. <laughs>
0: All right. Which one have you listened to that's been the longest?
1: Okay. Guess how many hours? 25. Thirty-two. Whoa. I listened to a 32-hour audiobook, The Goldfinch. Oh, yes. By Donna Tartt. Tangent, the movie is so terrible. Oh, Don't awful. watch it. Book is amazing. Definitely read it. Don't watch the movie. But audiobook was 32 hours long. Wow. And I listened to it, like, a long time ago, like, yeah. years ago now. And I do think I listened to some and read some in the book. Because mm-hmm. I have a copy of the book. Yeah. So I think I kind of read it in tandem. Which I don't do very often. Yeah. Do you do that ever? Where you listen and read in the book?
0: No. Gosh, no. I feel like that would... It's very confusing. It would be a lot of work to have to, like... Some people do, though. That's weird.
1: It's You have to, like, end on chapters and stuff mm, so you can find sense. your spot. Yeah. I very, very rarely do that. Unless I gotta finish it quickly, like, for a class, when yeah. I'm at the university, or for a book club, or just because the loan is running out. Mm-hmm. But I never, hardly ever do that. I, yeah, thirty two hours was it, and the, it was. Time. By the end, I was like, I'm ready to be done with this book. Yeah, and like I feel like that book could have been a little shorter in the end,
0: anyways. But yeah, it was. Long. I think the longest audiobook that I've ever seen is definitely. This is kind of like a tangent, but one of the reasons why I probably will never read Stephen King, <laughs> not being the one that I don't like horror particularly. Uh-huh. But I remember her when I was shopping, having to check his audiobooks that are like. <laughs> 48 CDs long and flip, having flip, flip, to like <laughs> take each CD out of the little like protector thing flip it over put it back in and count every CD to make sure <laughs> so I'm sure he is I know he is like a great author and very prolific and very like lots of people love him but I will never ever read his books because because of <laughs> that of experience because <laughs> his audiobooks are 48 CDs long <laughs> that is like very legitimate I feel like
1: there's some authors where I'm like oh. I like hated shelving these books, and I yep. was shelving. Like, uh, like some customer was so annoying about yep. these books. I'm like, oh, I'm just not gonna read these. Yep. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yes. I should. I would actually like to read some Stephen King, because I read his memoir on writing, and I really like it. I think it's really interesting. So, yeah. yeah. I gotta read some of it. I should maybe at Halloween this year I will read Carrie or something. Hmm. So, anyways, so we that's our 10, ten thoughts on audio
0: books. Yes. We both are in favor of audiobooks. Yeah, we love them, obviously. Actively listen to them, so.
1: Yeah, and I just think it's fun to, like, talk about, like, how do people listen to audiobooks? What do they do? You know, like, I see the people who are like, oh, yeah, I, like, look at the news and listen to my audiobook. And I'm like, how can your brain do that? Like, that's different parts of my brain. Like, I can't, or rather, the same parts of my brain are doing the same function if I'm doing that. You have to define an activity where you have different parts of your brain.
0: Yes, I did.
1: So, and I also would say, like, this is a final thought, this is 10B, <laughs> or, like, a bonus thought, that if you don't like audiobooks, like, if you think you can't handle, like, the auditory yeah. thing, I'm not an auditory learner at all, but you, like, I find with the audiobooks, if you just give one a shot, mm-hmm. give it a chance, and don't put too much pressure on yourself to catch every single detail of the book, Yeah. you might find you enjoy them. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, once I released that, like, I've got to get every single detail. Yes. I started to enjoy them a lot more, and then you get you get to become a better listener.
0: Yeah, agreed. So, all right. Well, we would love to hear your thoughts on audiobooks and what your experience has been. So, you can find us on Twitter at Library Life Pod, on Instagram at Library Life Pod, or you can send us an email at library life podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely reach out to us.
0: Yes. This concludes episode 21 of Library Life.
1: May the good books be long and the bad audiobooks
0: be short. Until
1: next time.